Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The original Fringe Festival made the most of what might seem like less than ideal settings. Eight theater companies showed up uninvited to the juried theater festival in Edinburgh, Scotland. They set up on its fringes, mounting plays that lured people on their way to the main stages. Well, soon the Fringe, showcasing avant-garde theater, was bigger and buzzier than the original event they were disrupting. The St. Lou Fringe Festival was inspired by the one in Edinburgh, and in its ninth season, it finds itself in a similar spirit as the original. It's making stages wherever it can, be that a couch or a closet, and finding audiences via computer screens. And joining me today to talk about this year's newest incarnation is Matthew Kearns. He's the executive director of the St. Lou Fringe Festival. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thanks for having me. So did you ever think I'll be mounting a theater festival without any venues? I sure never did. (laughs) But, you know, with the theater, you just got to ebb and flow as the way it goes. So when did you realize, hey, we're going to have to do this thing online only? So I have some pretty good friends that are doctors out west, and they had told me early in January that something was coming. And I went to the board and said, hey, uh, we have to prepare And so by about early February, we had five different plans to execute, just waiting to see what was going to happen. And so now you've picked one of those plans. Um, I assume this is the most virtual of plans? This is the completely virtual experience of plans. You can watch the entire festival right from your television and your couch. Hmm. So normally, I know you guys have to turn performers away. How has being online only affected interest from the people who'd be mounting shows and, and participating in them? So we still had to tell some folks they're going to have to wait till next year. We have 20 plus performances this year from artists all over the country Hmm. who, like you said, have been discovering studios in their houses, in their closets. Um, They had previously recorded work that they were editing together for us. So it's coming together as well as some live performances that will happen in real time as the audiences are in the space with the performer. Hmm. And so being able to have people from all over the country, are there some people who maybe wouldn't have normally made the trip to St. Louis, but they're excited about getting to do it from where they're at? There are. So there's a great play from a college student called We Did, uh, All We Did Was Blink. And she wrote the play. She found her cohort all over the country who were socially distancing after they were sent away from their school. And they put this work together completely through Zoom. And it's been edited through Zoom. And it's a 30-person play that was all done with them in individual spaces. Wow. That seems like quite an undertaking. I mean, is that the most ambitious thing going on this year or is that the new norm? Well, I think that there are many ambitious things going on this year. There's also uh, an opera in the making that's going to be on our stages, hopefully in real time next year, um, about Sarah Teasdale, the St. Louis poet. Hmm. Uh, There's a new musical called Pencil the Date that's coming to us from Two Gentlemen Out East. Um, And there is also uh, Maggie Talks. Canadian ice dancing, an improv show about this girl who's in love with this set of Canadian ice dancers. Wow. I mean, (laughs) this is why you got to love the Fringe Festival. There's just something for everybody. And (laughs) I love it. Um, Now, on a more serious note, one of this year's headline acts is titled Her Story of History. It's a performance poetry piece about being young and black in America. And this comes from Chicago-based slam poet Heather Birds Roberts and Company. I want to play for everybody here the trailer. I am God's child wrapped in the same cottons that were hand-picked by my ancestors who suffered from afflictions more convoluted than polyester blends. I am percussion plotting a revolution with my grandmother's hissing southern tongue in my mouth. 
my culture continues to be commodified iterations of myself die daily because white fear has the power to genocide. Newsflash, we can feel our family tree being ripped from ribs that ran along bark, dangled by feet, doused in gasoline set on fire while unborn was plunged. First cries were muffled, bullets were smeared. Our nation has an insatiable appetite and we are the leftovers. But what will be left over after the country shifts control, alt-right, elite? Abandoned in the fight for justice equals knowing your womb houses caskets for children yet to be blessed with names. The dash cam was not designed to capture victory. It's programmed to record tragedy with a pixelated, distorted narrative. I am not a pixelated idea on a television screen. I am a human being. I come from untraceable genes, unknown last names, stripped of proud meanings and converted into this. My face is a lion justice hasn't greeted yet. A great mother ready to protect. But how valuable is a brown body? A silent voice. How long are you willing to fight in the name of Black Lives? And that is Heather Bird Roberts and Company, who will be headlining this year's St. Lou Fringe Festival. We're here today with the executive director. That's Matthew Kearns. Matthew, what made you choose this company for this year's festival? So I've been following Heather's poetry for a long time, and her and her writing partner, Jeff, um, we sat down and Heather had a completely different piece planned when we had talked about her coming as the National Headline Act. And they called me after the unrest broke and said, we need to talk. And if we're going to do this, I need to bring Jeff in and we need to write a brand new piece that's about everything that's happening right now. Are you OK with that? And I said, yes, of course, I'm OK with that. And I'll tell you, I, I watched it last week and when it was sent to me and I was sitting at my desk weeping through the whole thing. It's so beautifully done and it's so powerful, the messages that they're bringing. Hmm. Well, on a much different note, um, one of the other headliners this year is a local performer, and that's Audrey Crabtree. Uh, she is the writer and director of Quarantini with Deanie Nast. As you can probably tell from that title, yes, this does have a, a much uh, less serious tone to it. But Audrey Crabtree, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you. So uh, for those who are not familiar with this remarkable character, who is Deanie Nast? Well, um, most people have just forgotten who she was because she sold away her rights to perform as herself. But, you know, she has been a star for many years on screen, on stage, and she's quite the singer. So, Matthew, what made you pick this particular, this Quarantini, uh, bringing back Deanie Nast? Uh, what made you pick this show for, for this year's festival? Well, we always look for something that's going to push an envelope and push a boundary. And Audrey's, uh, Audrey's ability to play in the world of clown and Buffon clown is really impressive. And it's an art form that I think that St. Louis community would love. And so I invited her after getting to know Deanie, I invited her and Deanie to come on back and, and be our late night headline act for sure. Now, Audrey, as you referenced, we haven't seen Deanie in a long time. So what does she have planned for audience members? Well, um, she's actually, you know, she really... What? No, I can talk. Oh, uh, oh is, is Deanie is Deanie there with you right now, Audrey? Yeah, I thought she was asleep. Hello! It's me, Deanie Nast. <laughs> oh, wow, well, this is, is quite a pleasant surprise. Um, I did not realize I would be talking to Deanie Nast today. Uh, Deanie, how are you doing? 
Well, Cindy, I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> it's been rough for me. I've been here in St. Louis quarantining. Ah, is the accent there on on the teening part? Have, have some martinis been involved in your quarantine, Dini? Well, of course. I mean, you've got to, you know, make lemonade, right, when you're handed lemons. So you're the late night headlining act. Uh, will you be sober enough to perform? Well, I'm going to do my best. The thing is, I haven't had a bite of food since 1987. So I'm used to a liquid diet. So, Matthew, one gets the sense that this is going to be somewhat of a, a raucous late night affair. Is that what we ha- are hoping for from Deanie Nast? I mean, I think it's really important that we all laugh right now. And I can promise you that Deanie Nast will have you rolling on the floor in laughter. So this is, um, Audrey, as, as the writer and director of this show, I will say this is where it gets harder for me to picture this. Because when I'm thinking about something like uh, the other, the national headliner, her story of history, when I think of something serious, that's something I can watch in front of my computer by myself. I might even feel more comfortable watching it by myself because I can cry alone. I don't have to worry about people seeing me. But there's something Thing about the laughing that's almost a communal experience. Is this going to be a challenge for Deanie's show that you won't have the audience right there with you in that same room? Well, you know, it's sorry, I'm still here. I don't know where Audrey went. I locked her in the other room. You know, Deanie, I guess that question is good for you as well. So go for it. Yeah, it is going to be a challenge. You know, when my fans are lonely, many of them are trapped with their families and even children are animals, but um, I am going to be active with them on Zoom through the whole show. My nurse, Tiny, will be engaging with them. Okay, so there's going to be interaction with the audience. Uh, Matthew, as the director of this festival, are you worried this could get out of hand, having people be able to just uh, jump in uh, as we do on Zoom Mm -hmm. calls? I'm, I'm not actually, I'm really excited about it. Like I said, this is a pioneering time for artists and another show, just really quick to say in this immersive world, is text show on the internet is coming. And Brian Feldman is a character on a blank stage in a black suit and the audience has their phones and they are entering into the chat what he says and what he does and they make the play. So inter- immersive and interaction is going to be all over the place in this format and, and in this festival. Hmm. Do you feel like this is almost unleashing creativity for some of these performers that they have to work under such bizarre circumstances? I absolutely do. I, I keep calling it the era of the independent artist. <laughs> I do want to mention there's also some stand-up comedy as part of this year's festival, and that includes comedian Krish Mo- Mohan. Um, here's a clip from one of Mohan's recent virtual performances, and this might actually give you a sense of how things could work for Deanie Nast. In this clip, you're going to be able to hear the audience interacting, even though they're not in the same room. As of December of 2019, I'm officially a citizen of the United States of America, is very exciting. USA. USA. <laughs> I'm very, I am very excited. I'm very excited to finally be able to vote against my own interests. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's every immigrant's dream, you guys. <laughs> I do think it's kind of fun that I joined this country at the very end of its tenure, right? That's like getting on, on board... Yeah, it's kind of like getting on board of the Titanic and learning how to play the violin. Oh my God! <laughs> right before it hits the iceberg. 
And that is comedian Chris Mohan, who will be performing. Now, Matthew, in addition to this wide range of ticketed acts, there's going to be several free Zoom forums scattered throughout the, the festival. What's the focus of those conversations? So these are really designed for our professional artists across the country to come in and learn from each other. So we have one that's about making work in the virtual space. And we've got artists coming in from uh, local and national to talk about how they're doing it. We've got another uh, with our friends at the improv shop where we're going to be talking about virtual improvisation and how you make improv for the Zoom space and how you teach improv in the virtual world. And the last one is really the state of the independent arts across the United States to talk about where we're all at and how we're doing and what we're doing to get Mm -hmm. through this time. That seems like that could be a pretty important conversation right there. Yeah. Now, Matthew, in addition to being the executive director of this festival, I understand you're also performing yourself. What is your act this year? (laughs) Yes. So in a rare occurrence, I'm I'm putting back on my performer uh, shoes with a couple of colleagues from across the country. And we've created a piece called The United States of Ken and Karen. And what we've really done is we've gone out because we've been watching the Twitter sphere for, for quite some time. And we've been watching the behavior of many people acting in certain ways. And we've just transcribed their behavior and we've crafted it into a show that um, celebrates um, the many, many voices of the American people and the media circus that is um, uh, the Donald Trump era. Wow. I mean, this sounds super timely, but are these voices that we want to celebrate? Um, I'm using celebrate in quotations. Uh-huh. This is some ironic celebration. <laughs> yes, I would say it's an ironic celebration for sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, this <laughs> festival, like I said, it's got everything. The United States of Ken and Karen, uh, Matthew Kern's uh, triumphant return to performing. We have Deanie Nast, who we heard from today. So uh, for people who want to hear more about all this and, and figure out how to get tickets, uh, Matthew, what's the next step on this and when does this all kick off? So go to stlouisfringe.com and there will be a tab for purchasing event tickets as well as a full schedule of events. And it kicks off Saturday afternoon at five o'clock officially. You can uh, log on to a free performance by Al Anderson. That's a concert uh, that we're going to be broadcasting from a secret outdoor location where nobody knows. So nobody can gather, but you can experience live music, which is what we've heard a lot of people are missing these days. Well, that sounds great. And uh, Matthew Kearns, executive director of the St. Louis Fringe Festival. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, Deanie Nast, are you still there or is Audrey back? Of course I am. All right. Well, De- I can get her. Uh, we can we can just bid you farewell, Deanie. So uh, Deanie Nast, the star of Quarantini with Deanie Nast. Uh, thank you for making the surprise appearance. Oh, thank you so much, Sharon. And uh, give your regards, please, to Audrey Crabtree, the writer and director as well. Um, And again, the St. Louis Fringe Fest, that kicks off uh, this Saturday, runs through the following Sunday. You can get details at stlouisfringe.com. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.